Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Harlow, and you're listening to the Jessica Harlow Podcast. Place to be to go from just admiring, beautiful, happy, successful, sexy women to actually becoming one yourself, or at least more of one. Last week, I took a small break from the podcast to work on filming and planning a new batch of videos for you guys that I will be uploading over the next few weeks on my YouTube channel. So I'm really excited about that. I was very inspired to get in front of the camera um, and start doing makeup tutorials because I was kind of avoiding them like lately just because those of you that follow me know this, but I mean, I've been struggling with uh, really bad breakouts over the past, I want to say a few months. Um, it's mainly hormonal and it's just been tricky to get it all under under control and I finally have. Things are doing well. My skin's been looking better than it's been looking in a very, 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 like maybe a year. Uh, my skin's been looking better than it's looked in a very long time um, as far as I can remember and so I just wanted to take advantage of that and get in front of the camera since I felt confident enough and I decided to start filming more beauty tutorials and do the whole thing. I'm really big on when inspiration strikes. Like if there's one thing that I've learned, um, it's when inspiration tri- uh, strikes, just grab it. Grab it by the balls and just go for it because once it passes, it's really a challenge to get back into it again. It's really hard, I feel like, to intentionally try to re-inspire yourself. You know, I, I feel like inspiration is one of those things that it just kind of finds you. Of course, people are going to argue, don't just wait for inspiration. Sometimes just getting started um, can lead to you becoming inspired, which I totally agree with. But there's always something special and kind of like, why not about when it just finds you and you don't feel like you really needed to do much. You know what I'm saying? So if you feel inspired, go for it. Just just get started and do whatever you can to get the ball rolling because it's just it's much easier that way than trying to find inspiration. So I was very inspired. I felt very inspired to do more videos and create more content with you guys like uh, beauty wise and beauty tutorials and I've even done some like hair tutorials and skincare type things so I'm really excited to share all of those things with you guys because I feel like uh, there's so much that I've been wanting to share that I just hadn't so I'm really excited about that and then speaking of skincare I wanted to talk a little bit I actually came across these products that I've been loving from a brand called Erna Laszlo um, I've been doing so much research on like old Hollywood actresses because I was kind of trying to return to my roots a little bit during this whole inspired kick. Um, so I was really doing some research and getting back into what really inspired me at first, which was always like old Hollywood actresses and, you know, the whole bombshell type thing. Like that's that's my like bread and butter. That's like me. You know what I mean? Like not me, but me. It's what I'm into. You know what I'm saying? So I was doing a lot of research and that was a brand that was very well loved by so many old Hollywood actresses. They swore by so many products. And I felt like if it's good enough for them, it should be good enough for me. Um, and I was actually trying them and I was really impressed. I mean, they're really, for the price point, I mean, I've seen other brands and products that are of similar price point and not, they're not that, uh, the, the luxury of it all isn't always there. So this is like really glamorous stuff in my opinion. And I've been really liking it. So I'll be sharing more of that and what products I like with you guys later on, probably about next week or so. So you can check that out. There will be a video going up this week on Saturday. Saturdays have been working out really well for me for uploading. It's just been really easy for me to upload on Saturdays. I do want to pick a day during the week, um, but I don't want to, I don't want to, 
like upload a video on a Thursday just because I have the podcast going up on Thursdays. So I don't want to have like two things in one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure out what other day would be the best for me to upload during the week. So if you guys have any suggestions besides Thursdays, let me know. I don't want to do Friday because I don't want to do like Friday and Saturday. I don't want to have I want to have some space between you know what I'm saying just let me know when you guys think I should upload during the week like what day do you think works best for you um so yeah so there's that so that was the whole reason for my mini hiatus last week um I just wanted to catch up on filming and creating and doing the whole thing just because my skin was doing better and um I was really happy about that so Obviously, I'm back this week, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, May 2nd, so last night was the first, and I went to see Dita Von Tees perform live. Um, I saw her last year for the first time. Um, I'd gone with my friend Charles Gross, and we had a wonderful time, and ever since I saw her live for the first time, I was like, I'm making a promise to myself of going to see her every single time she's in town performing. Like, hands down, we'll always go see her. So she came back this year and off I went and it was a really beautiful show as usual. It was even sparklier than the last one, I feel like. Um, I'm a huge fan of burlesque and Dita Von Tees and I mean, if anybody's been following me since what I'm about to mention, I mean, I don't even know. Thank you. I don't even know what to tell you because it was so long ago. But Dita Von Tees was one of my biggest inspirations. My very first makeup tutorial that I ever uploaded on YouTube was a Dita Von Tees um, tutorial. And it's got over a million views. It's probably, as far as Dita Von Tees inspired makeup tutorials go, it's probably the most watched one. And I'm very proud of that. I don't watch it, though, because I was like 19 when I filmed that video. So it's kind of awkward. I was such a baby. I also look completely different. It was just, I mean, come on, if we all go and look at our 19-year-old selves, I, I mean, it's like a whole different story, right? So... Um, that's what I did. I always loved Dita Von Tees and the old Hollywood glamour just because I really loved just the creation and the imagination of it all. I mean, to me, that's what glamour really is. It's about creating. Um, and so many of these women, you know, from old Hollywood and such, even Dita Von Tees, um, they went through real makeovers, like real makeovers to really become the glamorous women that they were remembered as today, known for today, if we're talking about Dita. And it wasn't about natural beauty so much, which was great because when I was growing up, um, I definitely wasn't a natural beauty. Oh, girl, I was not. I wasn't the pretty girl. Um, I wasn't the natural beauty. I still don't really consider myself to be a natural beauty. It's just kind of like I have lazy days and I have like not so lazy days. <laughs> but growing up, I really was not considered the pretty girl by any stretch. And so instead, I was probably more so known as, you know, funny and that's because I had to lead with my personality because that's what happens, okay? You know, I think we all know certain people who were pretty from like birth, never had an awkward stage. And sometimes you could talk to these people and they could be like the most boring people ever. Not all of them, of course, but we know like between you and I, like we know there's people who they were pretty their whole lives, didn't really have to try too hard. And so, but they're boring, you know, they don't have substance. Whereas I had to lead with my personality because I had to work with something because my looks were not were not taking me places. So, you know, I had to have a personality, have some intelligence, have some sense of humor. 
And I really don't feel bad about myself for it. That's not like me saying like, oh, I wasn't pretty, feel bad for me. No, like I'm I'm actually happy about it because it really gave me character. I think it makes me more interesting. I'm not like a boring person to sit with and have a conversation with, you know? So at least I don't think so. Um, but that wasn't how I felt, you know, growing up. Like growing up, I, was, I definitely wasn't liking that I had to have a personality. I would have rather just had things handed to me, you know, if I had it my way then. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful for it now in hindsight. But back then, I would have probably loved to have it easier. Um, but so I just, I wanted it to be a bombshell. That's what always kind of appealed to me. Like I love the whole idea of being able to create something out of not much. You know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget, actually, speaking about when I was growing up, but I'll never forget when a few years ago, um, I actually had a soap opera actress tweet me or she tweeted about me, um, but she called me a bimbo. Honestly, I mean, she was trying to insult me, but little did she know, honestly, I was never more flattered in my life. Like to this day, I've never received a better compliment, I don't feel like, than being called a bimbo. Again, I know she was insult. She was try. She meant to insult me. Like that was definitely an insult on her end. But for me, I was so flattered because when I was growing up, and I remember the women that were called bimbos. To me, they were th- those were the most beautiful, sexy, desirable women. You know, they had you know the curves and the this and the that, and they were just so vavoom, you know. And you know, like the Pamela Andersons, the Carmen Electras, the Anna Nicole's. So for me, when I was growing up, I never dreamed that I'd grow up to be called one you know, with my B cups. So I know she didn't mean it as a compliment, but I took it that way. And that's what I also tell people, like, don't worry too much about what people call you or what they think of you or say about you. You know, put your own perspective on it. You kind of have to sometimes do other people's PR for yourself just to kind of maintain your own sanity. So your perspective about everything that's going on is actually the most important thing. So don't change for anybody but yourself. Um, don't change something other people don't like, but you love, you know, do what you want because you want to do it. Be whoever you want to be, look like however you want to look. Um, and, and I think that was what really, again, going back to burlesque and old Hollywood, it was really about creating something big. It was like, uh, creating, like you have something and then you make it kind of larger than life. You know, you start out however you are, like let's say Marilyn Monroe, for example, she started out as Norma Jean and she was like this cute, pretty girl. And then all of a sudden, you know, her hair is bleached blonde, like as white as a pillowcase. And, you know, you got the lashes and the winged liner and the big red lips and, you know, the outfits. And suddenly she became this icon of beauty and femininity and sex appeal. Um, Even though, I think personally what made her so sexy was there was always like this underlying innocence and vulnerability to her, like even as a sex symbol. I mean, it's actually really interesting to me when I look at someone like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, she was so sexy, so beautiful. And usually um, women that are seen that way, seen as like the sexy thing, you know, the sexy uh, bombshell and things, sometimes there's usually like an underlying jealousy where other women kind of don't like them or kind of want to distance themselves from from that person. You know, you know how it is. Um, If you're a woman, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But what was really interesting about Marilyn Monroe was uh, women really liked her. Women really loved her. It was almost like she wasn't seen as 
again, because there was that underlying innocence and vulnerability to her that kind of made her like, you know, it didn't look like she was a man eater. It was she was a woman who was looking for love in a very pure way. So she had a very unique blend. I really believe that's what made her so special. But of course, we do have to credit her, you know, her makeover and everything because, I mean, visually, she was absolutely stunning. And um, that was the whole creation of beauty. It was so common at that time, especially. It was, uh, you know, actresses would undergo these makeovers and the studios would, you know, have them made over really deciding what their look should be, like what the whole vibe would be. Like it, it was... It was, it was like branding, but in human form, right? So they decide if she'd be better as a blonde or a brunette or a redhead or how they should contour her face, what colors would look best on her, how she should dress, etc. So it was very formulaic. There was definitely a, 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 a method to it. It was like a recipe for creating these beautiful women. And what's interesting is they all had something different. It wasn't like they were making carbon copies necessarily. I mean, of course, there was Marilyn Monroe. And then then there was like the Jane Mansfield and all of that. And Marilyn Monroe was kind of a hop off from like a Jean Harlow, so to speak. So I mean, there was that happening. But overall, if you were to say like Marilyn Monroe versus like an Audrey Hepburn or Marilyn Monroe versus a Sophia Loren, or a Marlene Dietrich, uh, you're talking about very different beauties and Ava Gardner it was like it, everybody had their own kind of different things so they weren't exactly it wasn't like everybody looked the same so while there was creation and there was an element of them being manufactured it at least wasn't necessarily like complete carbon copies which I think is interesting um, and this isn't me saying that they weren't beautiful until the makeover that's not true I think I think all of them were beautiful before their makeovers, but it was just about this elevated... It was like you just put that shine on them. You know what I mean? You added some heat to them. And I view that as a relief because it just shows that so many of us can be bigger than life if we choose to be. And I really love the luxury of choice. You know, you get to choose who you want to be and how you want to present yourself. This is why I don't talk bad about plastic surgery. I think, I mean, I definitely think there's a limit. You know, I don't think people should, you know, you shouldn't end up looking like the cat woman. But um, I don't look down too much on plastic surgery at all just because I think I think people should have a right to if they don't like something about themselves or want, want to improve something in a healthy way, not in an obsessive way, but in a healthy, balanced way. Um, I think it's fine. And I think I think they should have that right. Um, as somebody who shows people how to, you know, do their makeup in all kinds of different ways, contour and all of that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everybody should be a natural beauty. I think everybody should do what they want to do. Um, women, especially, especially, I think women should always be allowed to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was just about you get to choose who you want to be and how you want to present yourself. And there was something about that that was very inspiring to me growing up. And it's like I always say, you have certain cards that are handed to you. Everyone is handed a unique set of qualities and benefits and challenges. You know, everybody's got their own things to deal with and also work with in their lives. And it's really up to each and every one of us how we choose to play these cards to get whatever the outcome we wish. 
So that to me from when I was younger just always appealed to me, the creation of beauty and glamour and how presentation can really make all the difference. And what's really great about burlesque, going back to that and um, the show that Dita produces, it's not just her performing. I mean, she has all these other um, acts in between hers and each of the dancers is so different from the other and so, so different from her as well. And they all just, they all look different. They all have different personalities in their performances. It's really not about a specific shape or ethnicity or age, gender, look. Like, there's nothing, there's no real common thread, um, visually speaking. Um, it's all very diverse. And, I mean, she even has, like, she'll have, like, a male performer, a black performer, a busty blonde, a more plus-size woman, and all different ages. And it's just really something to see because you just see so many people from so many different backgrounds have so much fun on stage in various stages of undress and you get to just see so many different kinds of sexy and beauty and it's it's all sexy it's all beautiful and it's a very safe space very judgment free and it's it's playful there's a playfulness to to the whole thing and I just absolutely love that because that's one of the things that definitely appeals to me about burlesque there's there's a bit of humor to it I mean, you might see all of these really elaborate um, productions, especially the ones that Dita does, but there's always something kind of, you know, she doesn't, she, as, as as much as she takes her performing seriously, she, she, I don't feel like she takes herself overly seriously. Like, there's just, there's a sense of humor about it, and you could tell just by everybody that she has um, on the stage with her and everything that it's just, she's very much a girl's girl. There's the creation and presentation element to it all, and that's what's the common thread between, I would say, burlesque and old Hollywood. Um, most burlesque performers, they aren't necessarily the most beautiful women in, like, the traditional sense. Like, they don't have, you know, those classic features, typically. Um, th- like, they're, they're not necessarily perfect in every shape, every way, shape, and form. You know what I mean? There's there's a realness to them. Um but through their makeup and their costumes and the way that they move and carry themselves and their aura, their confidence, they're really able to transform themselves into some of probably the most attractive people you've ever seen in your life. So to me, that's what I really loved about it. And when I was growing up and I felt like a little bit of an ugly duckling, that's what really gave me hope and helped me to find my confidence and helped me kind of realize that, oh, you know, beauty comes in so many different shapes and forms. There's no, there's no one road to beautiful. And I would actually argue that I know that most of these burlesque shows are like 18 plus, but I'm telling you something like if I had um, a daughter or something, I would want them to be exposed to the burlesque scene, especially this. I mean, it's very classy, very tasteful. Um, There's not really nudity in it. I would actually want them to see that because I think it instills a healthy sense of, you know, there are so many different kinds of beauty in the world and there's so many different ways to be sexy. And look, being sexy is part of being, you know, a woman and being a human being. Like we're all sexual beings. So just looking at all of those things from when I was, you know, my teens and up, it just really gave me hope and helped me to find my confidence. And 
Also, another thing with confidence, confidence really comes with growing up. I feel like the older you get, the more you experience, the more you learn, the more confident you become. You even become more comfortable in your own skin just because you've been in it for longer. You know what I mean? So you have to, you just learn more of what your strengths are, what to do, what not to do, what works for you, what doesn't. And you start to become more self-aware and um, you become aware of who you are, who you want to be. And it becomes easier and easier, I feel like, to find to find the bridge between those two things of like who you are and who you want to be. That helps you become more beautiful, more confident, more strong, more intelligent. And to me, that's what beauty really is. It's the whole package and what makes you feel most beautiful. I mean, there may be some women who feel the most beautiful, let's say, with a bare face. And I think that's wonderful. And I'll tell you this, and I've actually heard this from, you know, friends of mine and other women that I've spoken to. What's really interesting, um, and I could tell you that it's happened in my own life, like the times when I've had boyfriends and such tell me that they thought that I looked the most beautiful, it was usually when I had little if not no makeup on at all, like my hair was up. Sometimes I was like coming out of the shower, just very simple. Um, but at the same time, I don't put makeup on and get dressed for men. I don't do it for women either because I think that's a complete waste of time trying to keep up appearances with people who are also trying to keep up appearances. I mean, women who are listening to this know that women tend to try to impress each other, sometimes even more than they try to impress other men. It's almost like they want to you know, one-up each other or show each other, like, who they are, you know what I mean? And I just think it's such a waste of time. You know, why am I going to sit here and try so hard to impress someone else that's too busy trying to impress everybody else also? So I do whatever I do for me, and depending on how I'm dressed or how I put myself together, it kind of evokes a different side of me, a different aspect of my personality, Um, and it really just depends. But that's what I really believe in is, like, doing things for you. Do things because they're what make you feel good. Like, for example, and this is something that I learned from, kind of picked up from Dita Bontis and actually my mom. My mom always would have, I remember since I was very, very little, you know, my mom always had a very nice like lingerie collection. So I always loved looking at lingerie because of my mom probably. And she always would have like a matching set on. Like she wasn't She wasn't one of those people who would have like a bra this color and underwear that color. Like she always had everything matching. And I remember her just being, uh, that was like, that was like her thing. So I kind of picked that up from her. And I was always somebody who loved lingerie since I was really young. I used to sit and do like little sketches and things. I I used to think that I wanted to become like a lingerie designer. I know of all like the 50 million other things that I wanted to be as I was growing up. Um, but I always just loved lingerie and I loved, you know, I would eventually, like, as I got a bit older, I would, you know, purchase it and wear it. And to me, it never really mattered whether anybody else was going to see it. Um, but it was really about, I like to wear things because I like how they make me feel. That's how I feel. That's why I typically am always, I, I like to have nice lingerie on. It doesn't matter. Like I could look like I'm dressed like a bum, but my lingerie is usually on point. Usually. Otherwise, it's just really simple. But like usually my lingerie is on point. I love to have nice lingerie. So even if you're listening to this and you're just like, I don't care to be super glamorous, I think that's really okay. Um, That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just highlighting the freedom that we have through our choices to be whoever we want to be. 
And it's not just about what we look like. It really extends to every part of our lives and who we are. Like glamour doesn't just have to mean how you look. It, it, it doesn't mean it's, it's, it, I see it more as like a vibe, a feeling. Um, I think like my version of glamour isn't about the fancy, beautiful things, even though after watching the show last night, I'm in the process of bedazzling so many things with Sarofsky crystals. Like I have, I've got plans y'all, but in all seriousness, glamour to me is a feeling. It's about really taking your time to enjoy things, whether it's the simple pleasures of life doing little things to elevate the ambiance of a room, whether it's through lighting or nice candles or music, maybe slipping into something more comfortable, doing something nice for yourself. It's about kind of slowing things down and taking that little bit of extra time to really make something a little more special and not so like thoughtless and mechanical. And I think that's something that's gotten lost as people have become so busy I feel like people are getting busier and busier. I say this all the time. But I think because people have been getting busier and busier, it's so much more important to be able to kind of luxuriate a little bit here and there, slow down, really take things in, really enjoy things, and be present. So that's all I have to say, I think, for this episode before I go off on too many tangents. But I hope you got something out of this episode that, you know, beauty and glamour and everything is really uh, your your personal choice like you really have the the opportunity and the freedom to create whoever you want to become um you have the freedom to be whoever you want to be and beauty isn't like a one size fits all it's not something that like there's not one path to beauty just like there isn't one path to um, success. There isn't one path to sexiness. There isn't one path to happiness. There's no one recipe for any of these things. It's really up to you. And I've always said that in so many of these episodes where I'm like, really, you know, get to know yourself, get to know what you really want and go for it. March to the beat of your own drum. Um, do what makes you happy. Do the things that light you up and make you feel your best. Um, and through that, you're actually going to end up inspiring other people just by example. Um, I did a a video, I did an episode, uh, back, I think in December where I, I talked about, you know, how to get other people to do what you want. And I think that's a really good, um, episode to tune into because it was really about just to like summarize really quickly. It's really about if you want to change the world, you have to do it by example. You can't do it just by, you know, telling other people what to do Um, because nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be told what to do. People want to be inspired um, to do things. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode and got something out of it. I know that I asked last week when I took my little hiatus um, for some episode ideas, things you wanted me to talk about, what topics you wanted to hear from me. And I've taken very many notes. So thank you, everybody that's been sharing things with me. I will definitely be going through and, you know, one by one doing some episodes where I can really focus on those things that you really want to hear about. And if you didn't get the chance to mention anything or ask me 
um, to like put in a request or something, feel free. You can always reach out to me. I'm always available on Instagram at Jessica Harlow. Don't be discouraged if you don't hear from me and it just shows seen. That's like, don't worry. I'm, I read everything and I make notes and I take screenshots. I try to get back to people, um, whenever I can, but like, don't be offended because if you see seen, don't like I'm, I'm looking or I might be meaning to go back to it. Um, because I do do that routinely. So if you have anything that you want me to talk about that I haven't yet or something that you want me to elaborate more on or something more specific, whatever is on your mind, feel free to reach out to me at Jessica Harlow on Instagram. And also don't forget to sign up for my mailing list because I have a free mailing list that I kind of, it's very exclusive. It's content that you won't necessarily see everywhere else on social media from me. I also have my hair care tips and secrets that you get like automatically for free um, as soon as you sign up. And there's also um, some like healthy snacks and all that kind of stuff. So you can do that. If you haven't yet rated and reviewed this podcast, please do. It really helps the show to grow and continue to grow. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving me on this podcast. It's really a true joy and a delight to get to talk to you every single week, every single Thursday. And um, I just look forward to next week.